Door Guys, episode eight. This is Davis. And Scott. What's going on, Scott? Oh, I beat you to it. Yeah, (laughs) you got there before I did. Uh, What's been going on? Uh, Nothing, man. Just uh, recovering from the diabetes-induced coma that I received from the Halloween episode. (laughs) How how did you get those diabetes? Uh, From your awesome gift bag that was filled with nothing but nerds, which happened to be one of my favorites, and a bunch of gobstoppers. And did you know... That if you put a full box of nerds in your mouth with a full bag of gobstoppers, you can actually feel your heart flutter. No, I did. <laughs> oh, I, I found that out the hard way. Crazy enough, as fat as I am, I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, well, you know, I was getting adventurous. <laughs> I uh, finally got my hair cut a few days ago, and I haven't had it cut in a while because of the uh, pandemic. I just want to say that part where they give you a uh, shampoo and massage your head. Mm, real. The best. Yeah. I almost came. Uh, my brain definitely came because <laughs> I ate an edible before I went in there, and uh, it was great. And I'm just saying, if you haven't been in for a haircut, go make sure you uh, pay extra to get that massage on your head. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I'll do next. Uh, today we have a uh, another special guest, a uh, member of the Funny Bone family. He is a comedian. He also cooks. He also does, I guess, chores, you would say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, like you would do like after school at your house. He does that, too. And let's welcome Ty. Hey, thanks for having Ty me, Ty Ingram. Yeah, welcome. Uh, he gets mad. Sometimes I mess up uh, in the sound booth, and I call him Tyler, and uh, he doesn't like that. He goes by Ty. I'm right, just happy everyone? you introduced me as a comedian instead of a cook first. It's oh, always, there you, you it's know? always the other way around. <laughs> oh, is it? All well, the time? Well, everybody there wears so many hats, but, you know, we figured we'd bring you on for being a comedian first. And You are the only member of the Funny Bone family right now that is also a comedian that goes on stage, too, which is... Yes, yes. That's unique of you. I, I enjoy it. And you cook a mean mozzarella stick, dude. And a mean... Blue cheeseburger, according to Larry the Cable Guy. He was really excited. Oh, really? To find out who, it? Oh, yeah. He was like, who cooked this burger for me? He was super stoked about it. Yeah, this I was guy. just doing dishes after one of the shows, and they were bringing him back through the kitchen. And he's like, is that the guy that made my burger? And I think it was Scott was like, yeah, that's that's him. And he told me like a five-minute story about um, a burger from his hometown that was his absolute favorite, and then my burger was better holy shit yeah (laughs) that's awesome yeah very excited about his cooked meats a man of many talents dude. (laughs) those processed burgers that we get frozen in a box (laughs) hey it's all about the it's all about how you cook it you got to do it with love (laughs) i did come out of a box huh (laughs) (laughs) all right so we'll fire off some questions like we do with everybody um and we kind of can mix these in because you're both an employee and a comedian so um why did you get a job at the Funny Bone? Um, well, my dad uh, was a door guy, and um, I was working at the movie theater, and I just wasn't really having a whole lot of fun with it. And my dad goes, do you want to come be a food runner? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll fill out an application. I didn't think I was going to get the job because it was just um, – I didn't think that I would – fit in there i guess yeah how old were you at this time i was 18. high school still 18 i Senior. just graduated gotcha um and then yeah brian came out and um i didn't even have to fill out an application he just goes can you run food to tables and i go yeah and he goes all right we'll see you on thursday <laughs> brian uh, brian's a, brian's a kitchen manager and he is the best <laughs> he's so 
he's so blunt about oh things sometimes. God. Like it's it's great. But uh, okay, so that's why you got a job there. And uh, the second question we always ask everybody is, were you into comedy before you started working at the Funny Bone? I was not into being a stand-up comedian, but I've been watching comedy since I was five or six. So yeah, I I loved it. Um, I actually Colleen let me in to see a show when I was seventeen. Um, John Caparulo was ha- headlining, and um, he was one of my favorites from Last Comic Standing. I loved his special on Comedy Central, and I. Asked my dad if uh, it'd be okay if I came in, and and um, Colleen let me, even though I was seventeen, let me come in and watch the show and everything. That's cool. She's yeah. good about that, you know. If it's like a family member or somebody, or you know, a, a close friend, making sure that people get to enjoy comedy still. And uh, I know I know Ty pretty well, and I've known that you've been into comedy. I feel like most of your life because you sh- you and uh, your brother Joe, who also works up there, had shown me videos you guys made when you were younger, and that's something I used to do when I was younger too. So uh, I d- I uh, just wanted to add that I I kind of knew that you were in into comedy, even though maybe it wasn't stand up like most of your life. You've always kind of been funny, doing funny shit. Well, like my, one of my favorite things is just the fact that you know I watch these movies as a kid I was working at a movie theater and uh to actually be in a place now where I can meet the people that I was seeing on the big screen right you know I never in my life would have thought I'd meet Rob Schneider or TJ Miller or anybody but yeah that I mean that is crazy that is crazy with where we work and uh it's something that we take for granted you know like we've talked about it before you know like we see them on like a regular basis, like rotating in and out when they're doing tours and stuff. And for us, it's like, oh yeah, they're here. Cool. When some right. people are coming out, it's the first time ever seeing them live and they're totally fangirling and they're, it's like the best day of their life. And we take that for granted because it's like, oh yeah, well, yeah, we're going to see them like all weekend. <laughs> if you if you would have told me when I was 10 years old that the tow truck from Cars was going to be a big fan of my burger, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I would have called bullshit on that. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good, crazy way to look at it. That oh. is. That's a good way to look at it, too, though. Got me choked up. <laughs> <laughs> so you started running food. Do you remember who was performing that first weekend? Absolutely. Uh, J.R. Brow was my very first show. Um, but I did not do a whole lot of running food because I was in charge of... We used to bag up our chicken wings uh, into, like, little... Um, like, six into each bag because the next night was Cedric the Entertainer. For three shows, and so I was bagging. So you're up. bagging chicken wings like all night long. Yep, that is a popular item sometimes. <laughs> yep, especially <laughs> with the kind of crowd. <laughs> <laughs> they call that an urban night, I believe. Yes, yes, urban, urban show. It's like it, it's the one time a stereotype actually helps us in a kitchen. <laughs> Man, that's very true. I mean, true. You know what? You can prep because that's what they're what people right. are going to eat. Yeah, exactly. you know. I love a good chicken wing. Yeah. <laughs> next question next question so uh do you remember the first comedy uh special or comedian that you like fell in love with on tv oh man well i mean i would watch the blue color comedy with my grandma um ron white was one of my favorites but i'd say the very first comedian that i watched and absolutely one uh, john reap easily uh, oh yeah, he's he's funny. Because I mean, I saw him on Last Comic Standing, and I and then I saw him in Harold and Kumar, Guantanamo Bay. 
That's right. Uh, one night uh, after one of his shows here, Ty and I went to uh, our favorite bar that's right around the corner from Funny Bone and tied one on with John Reap, and it was pretty fun. He was quoting Harold Kumar like all night. And then uh, towards the end of the night, um, Ty had to leave, and I was still with there with John, and we drove over to the hotel, but there was this guy that we met there, and they let us stay in there maybe – a little bit longer than they were supposed to be open. And this guy he met was like an ex-hockey player or something, and he was really uh, – all of his conversations were very violent in nature, and he was very – he loved John Reap. He loved all that shit, so he was all on his nuts. And he, John invited this guy back, and in my head I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, I'm not – they're like, let's go back to the hotel and drink. I got booze in my room. I'm like, nah, I'm going home. But I dropped him off there, and all I could, all I could think in my head is that I'm dropping him off there – and this other guy is going to, like, rape him and kill him <laughs> that I don't know that's going up there. But, uh, like, he's a grown man. He can fucking take care of himself. But, like, the whole time I'm like, oh, God, what well, if I... going to slip something what in his I, beer and fuck him in his sleep. <laughs> what did me and Ty do? We got him all hammered. <laughs> now he's going to get raped. <laughs> and then when John was here for Valentine's weekend, I got to be his opener. And when I was sitting in the green room, and he comes in, and he goes, hey, good to see you, man. And I was like... I, I'm your opener. I'm so And he goes, that's awesome. I have one rule. If we go to that bar again, no hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that he remembered it, too. Oh, he, and he even remembered. I have video on my phone of him singing some song, and I can't remember the name of the song, but um, we, we were walking over to that bar after one of the shows, and he started singing it randomly. <laughs> I was like, dude, I still have the, oh, the same song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a favorite. <laughs> All right, so we'll kind of wrap up, you know, like the employee side of it. And uh, we know you've been doing stand-up. Um, so when did you realize that you wanted to do stand-up? Um, so as Davis said, I do a lot of errands also for the Funny Bone. One of them was picking up and dropping off the comics from the airport. And just like getting into conversations with them, um, I was like, I, I want to do that. I mean, like all the stories they had out I loved it, and then uh, there was one night at Barley Street. I saw my dad do stand up, and I go, "Oh, I can do that," and um, got to go up the following week and fell in love with it ever since. Perfect. How was uh, how was your how'd your first set go? Terrible. At, at open mic. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's about. Right. I mean, that's how. I'm pretty sure everyone starts. A very few people, I'm sure. Oh, I dropped the microphone. I was so nervous. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So do you remember, I mean, obviously you remember your first show, but uh, where's like the craziest place you've ever done comedy? Because I know as an open mic and doing getting started, we've heard stories of people doing it in laundromats. Yeah, I like this question. I like that I you asked this, this one. question, like, Scott. Where's the weirdest or craziest place you've done it? I will not say the name of the bar, but I already, <laughs> I already have, yeah. Um, a guy running a show out there, he was like, would you come be an opener for a musician? I was like, yeah, I can do that, you know, no problem. And um, that's like old school comedy. It would always be, it wouldn't be like comic after comic. It would be like comic juggler. Yeah. Like musician. musician, comic. Yeah. And um, I, I should have known from, because I've been to this bar several times. I was a regular there and I should have known it was not going to be the kind of show I should be opening as a comedian for. Um, I walked in and 30 people turn around, they're staring at me and they all are wearing clown makeup. 
They were juggalos. <laughs> yes. And I look at the guy and I go, Wait, you opened for ICP? Dude? I opened for an ICP tribute group out of Omaha. That's terrible. <laughs> and he comes up to me and I go, Why did you not tell me that this was this kind of show? And he goes, because I knew you wouldn't have done the show. Oh, wow. That's fucked up. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it if it was a tribute or a regular ICP show. <laughs> what What is their their pop called? Fag, Fagio? Fagio? Fago. Fago. That's that what, what it is. Yeah. yeah. So if you're wondering how hard it is to make 30 juggalos laugh, it is extremely difficult. Well, yeah. I don't think they laugh ever. <laughs> oh, no. I think they laugh. Not at not at regular things. No, so. no, not at normal <laughs> shit. Um, so do you remember like do you remember the first joke you ever wrote that you thought was like really funny? Yeah. Um it was uh <laughs> Yeah, let's yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> We've never asked this question before. I like it. Uh when I was dating my girlfriend at the time, all I wanted was for her to get her belly button pierced and she never would do it. And then a month after we break up, she sends me a picture message, and it's of a belly button ring. And she goes, look what my new boyfriend just bought me. And I responded, oh, good. You have a place to hang the air freshener. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I've heard him tell this joke on stage before. And the judges say? (laughs) (laughs) That was (laughs) <laughs> that was a good that was that a good was first good. joke to write. that was good yeah. that was good i mean you could have gotten but you didn't <laughs> we've been wanting to use those drops for so long and just dude. haven't had a way to or a chance so yeah perfect we appreciate you uh letting us do that <laughs> glad i could help so uh kind of back to just you know uh working at the funny bone a little bit. Um, what kind of? We always ask everybody what kind of crazy stories you have. Anything that comes to mind, like shenanigans or you know stuff with <laughs> comics, pranks. Pauly Shore weekend. Um, Brian had left, and so it was Joe and I closing down the kitchen. But we had the whole staff still back there. And after his late show on a Friday night, a stripper came into the kitchen and just started dancing in the kitchen. <laughs> and, and I'm like, we just got cameras installed. I don't want them seeing this. So we're trying to get her out, but she wouldn't leave. And uh, Dylan is not helping the cause because he's starting to take off his shirt. <laughs> Which is another guy who works in the kitchen. Yeah. And also, if you haven't been to the Funny Bone or anything like that, you're not from Omaha, how it goes is when you exit the showroom, there's kind of like a little fork in the uh, walkway, and if you go, t- if you stay to the left side, and it's clearly marked uh, kitchen. It has like a portrait of Anthony Bourdain there, and, and it like says a general's kitchen, outfit, and it has like a different door. But that's the kitchen, and then if you stay to the right, you go out of the showroom. So it's very easy to get it confused, and a lot of times people do just walk into the kitchen, especially when they're drunk. Yeah, yeah. and they come out of a very dark room too, and then they're like. The best is I've been in the kitchen and seen someone come in and they're so confused because they walk in the door and they haven't seen anything like this at the Funny Bone since they've been there because it's a weird kitchen room. You know, it's got fucking ovens and do- all kinds of dudes and, they- and their faces are just like, where, where the fuck am I? It, it, it looks like they walked into another business. That's yes. the way they look around the room. Like another dimension. This dude. is something. Yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. This is a Twilight Zone something. And, uh, so, so to, to finish that up, um, I ended up picking her up and taking her out of the kitchen, and then she came right back in and took off her shirt 
and Joe goes up to her and goes, <laughs> get out of our kitchen, and she just bitch slaps him. Oh. And then leaves. What? <laughs> uh, who was she there? Was she there to see the show, or was she part of the entourage? I think she was there to see the show. Uh, I just, she was so Some guy's hammered. date. <laughs> she was so hammered. Or a lady. Yeah. <laughs> She thought she was at her full-time job. <laughs> Used to stripping in kitchens, I guess. I have a question. Uh, have you ever made out with a customer's date on the oh, patio geez. during a show? <laughs> <laughs> it's oddly specific. But <laughs> I don't remember this question being asked to any of the other people. I always have a bonus question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Davis does his research, okay? <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Yes, uh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I mean, if you don't want to answer it, that's cool, too. We can move on. I'm surprised you didn't get even more specific. Was it a guy who was a running back for Kansas State? Yeah, I was just going to follow it up with that. <laughs> I knew this guy, and... Uh, he would he would come... Uh, he grew up with my brother... Uh, Great football player, uh, record book football player, <laughs> played running back at Kansas State, played in NFL Europe. Uh, he would come to the Funny Bone a lot with, like, um, I would say maybe tender dates or something. Lots of times blondes that basically looked the same. Lots of first dates, it seemed like. This was one of them. But this chick was very, very inebriated. <laughs> And I don't, I don't think she was having a good time, which whatever, like I'm not, I don't know what happened between them, but she fucking was not having a good time went outside and saw Ty and wanted to make out with him to make her feel better. And so he obliged her. <laughs> and I don't think this guy knew because if he did, it, he might've, he might've hurt Ty. <laughs> uh, no, actually a certain server who's no longer there went and told him. Oh, <laughs> And his Did response it? was, <laughs> "Wait, they're like, hey, your your date's making out with a guy that works here in the fucking patio." And his response was, "Oh, that's just that's fine. That just means I can fuck her and never talk to her again." Uh, that's oh. what he said to the wait the waiter yeah. slash waitress. Yep. Ugh. All right. Well, I mean that makes sense. <laughs> There's something going on outside this room. That's like. Yeah, it was the the dog's tail was beating the side of the wall. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. Oh no, it's fine. I love that story. But uh, let's get to my next question. <laughs> uh, would you like to talk about the time that you put a Power Ranger in your brother's butt? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, sure. Why not? He's, he's saying no. He's he's coming at you with the with the the questions. He did his research. Look, um, he was a little kid. For anyone who's starting to judge already, all right, just listen to the story. I, think I was like five or six. Yeah, little kid had to take a bath together, and yeah, like little kids do. And uh, I don't remember it exactly, but I believe Joe and I started playing. Uh, uh, High fear, Power Ranger. Fear, <laughs> it was Fear Factor. <laughs> See, this is what television does to little kids. <laughs> if you're listening, Joe Rogan, that was because of you that my brother had a Power Ranger in his ass. Yeah, fear is not a factor to you, Joe Ingram. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, that's the next question. Is it how I feel about the movie Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite part? <laughs> no, we, we, you can just tell us some more funny bone stories if you'd like, dude. We don't have to. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, uh, one of my favorites was uh, I got to perform with Burt Kreischer at the Hard Rock in Sioux City. Yes, I uh, I kind of remember the story, and this has got to be fucking one of your greatest experiences so it far. Was, I would think. I would think. Oh my god, it was I amazing. I want to speak for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, Bert does not know my name. He calls me Theo Vaughn. <laughs> it, Ty has a very striking resemblance resemblance in appearance to Theo Vaughn. It's by striking resemblance, Scott means they look exactly alike. <laughs> yeah. Ty doesn't have a mullet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it. <laughs> you uh, are. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Colleen let me. Um, I picked him up from the airport at like noon. We went up to Sioux City, and uh, one this one uh, this is one part I don't normally share a lot, but it's so funny. Is uh, he didn't want to eat at the casino. So we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and <laughs> we're just in the middle of our meal and out of nowhere, he just drops his wings and he just starts laughing to the point where he's got tears in his eyes and his face is all red. And I'm like, what is so fucking, I didn't say anything. We didn't, we were just eating. You were just eating. It was just quiet. Yeah. And he goes and he points over to a table and there's a table of five business dudes just sitting there eating and he's just wheezing at this point. And he goes, could you imagine if you're on a business meeting and y'all do the blazing challenge? <laughs> it's like we're trying to sign papers. <laughs> and Frank's doing the blazing challenge. <laughs> I, yeah, when he's laughing that hard and he can barely talk. Yeah. yeah. If you're a fan of Bert, you've heard that laugh. And yeah, I can picture it right now. And not only that, but. As he's doing his show, he stops and is laughing again and wheezing. And he's like, Ty and I were at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> he brings it up on stage. And the crowd just kind of gave him like a sympathy laugh. Like, right, yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> <Bert>. <laughs> um, then the best part of the drive was on the drive home because he was FaceTiming with his wife. And he goes, hold on, honey, I'm getting a crank call. And he switches it over and I immediately recognize the voice. He was talking to Tom Segura and I'm driving and I just keep going, Hey Tom. Because <laughs> hey, hey, <Tom." laughs> that special where he did that Mike Tyson story. Was right, right, right. Popular. And, and, uh, Bert goes, Oh yeah, that's the guy who opened for me. And I go, Hey, I got Bluetooth. Can we hook it up? I want to talk to Tom. And uh, he ended up hooking up his phone to my Bluetooth, and we had like a little three com three way conversation for about an hour on the drive home. And this was at the time that Tom was one of the biggest names. He was talking about how he sold out Philadelphia and and a um, uh, couple other clubs around that area. And so it was really cool to have that. Moment. Yeah, he kind of started blowing up a little bit before Bert did. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Now they're both the same, doing arenas and shit. Yeah, they just did the Rose Bowl. Right, you know that that was what like a few days ago. Oh, really? Yeah, they did the Rose Bowl in uh, out in the parking lot. They filled it up, you know, with cars, and they did that show together. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy how big they've both gotten now. Well, that's a fun thing always to see too. And I haven't even been there. You know, I haven't been at the Funny Bone for ten ten years yet. But 
in in my time of going through there seeing guys that were on the verge of being famous and then becoming famous and I always you know there's always chatter like when they come like this might be their last time here because they're about to blow up or whatever so we might not be able to see them for a while because once they get big they do arenas because we don't fit enough people and they can sell way more tickets so yeah but I mean when you have a GM like we do it they'll they'll still come to our yeah our club yes that is true because you know like Louis CK does fucking arenas yep. you know and he's been going back in the clubs and he came to our club you know so you're right that's yeah. the other thing we get at times is they they do like arena you know maybe hard rock or arena in kansas city and driving through they'll stop and do our club just as add an extra date for people to see them i mean whatever. kevin james like that's was true that, wasn't it like on a tuesday yep. yeah he was just driving through yep. town. You know, they by, set yep. up a show and sold out well, really they, quick. I think yeah. what I heard was that uh, CQ was going to be out of town that that day. Uh, I think she was going to a Stones concert or something. And uh, Kevin James said, "If she's not there, I'm not coming." Like he wanted to just he wanted to meet her because of what everybody else was saying about. The That's club. awesome. But yeah, what's I'm, his uh, what's his buddy's name that came through Gart? Gardell, uh, Billy Gardell. Yeah, yeah, Billy Gardell. Yeah, he was pretty funny. He was a super nice guy. Oh, super. Yeah, it's that's like one of the coolest things is these people. You're like, oh, I hope they're not an asshole, and they're actually the some of the sweetest people you meet. Well, yeah, that's I. I think I said that a couple episodes ago because we've definitely talked shit about people because they've treated. Holy sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because but now, we also, now I, he's on everything. If you've noticed, like he yeah. has a new movie out and shit like that. Which good for him, and he seems a lot more but, mellow. But personally, he treated us and people and people that I've seen him that work with him. He treated people like shit at that time. Those are the stories we're telling. Ninety fucking five to. Eight percent of the time, everyone's a fucking super awesome person. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you do have. I mean, in life, there's assholes. Sometimes yeah. there's assholes. So. Well, it's like last uh, this weekend we had T.J. Miller, you know, and last night he's just standing at the bar chatting yeah. with us, super awesome with dude. us, uh, talking about uh, his hot sauce, and I mean, we got into a conversation about some documentary about uh, mushrooms <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, just they're they're. What people fail to, to realize as performers sometimes is that they are just regular people too, and that just happens to be their job. And like he says, you know, at the comedy club, everybody's working. He's got a job to do, which is get up on stage and tell jokes. We have our jobs to do, but everybody's still there working for the same goal. And so it's it's nice when you get somebody who understands that. You know, he's always one that talks about, you know, tip your weight staff. And, yeah. you know, he gives a nod to the, the, the staff and – uh, we've had that a lot since we've been reopened. A lot of people are saying, you know, thanks to, you know, Colleen and Daisy and Brian for getting the club opened up again. And well, you know, and staff. we're trying to stay open so far. It's been good. Everyone, for the most part, has been wearing their mask, which people got to wear your mask or or they're going to sh- or they'll shut us down. It's yeah, a it's a city ordinance ordinance. And um, yeah, so far it's gone smoothly. We can't have as many people, but I mean, it's getting it's been sold out every time. And yeah. Uh, we're putting on shows so that's pretty sweet it's good to have these fucking guys that uh that come here that like tj's a guy who kind of grew up in this this is one of the clubs being from denver he would come up here and colleen's one of the uh first people that would put him on stage a lot and so he love he loves this club he was telling me that uh omaha's his favorite now for some reason 
this weekend. It's his favorite now over Appleton, Wisconsin. So fuck you, Appleton, Wisconsin. <laughs> We're better than you now. It was like, uh, I, I forgot whose podcast. It might have been his podcast, but he had Bobby Lee on there, and uh, he was like, "Where where have you been performing?" And Bobby was like, "I just got back from doing Omaha." And TJ just starts going off about it. He's like, "Oh, did you get to meet CQ? Is she isn't she the best? Wasn't that club the best?" And Bobby's like, "Yeah, absolutely." Well, I just love that Bobby even said, he's like, I've canceled on you guys, you know, like so three many times, times, four so times, whatever. Times. I've been so disappointed. And, and he said, <laughs> he said after his show, he's like, I'll never cancel on you guys again because this was one right. of the best clubs I've been to. So, <laughs> you know, that, I, that that's one of those feelings when you work for the club, like hearing that, you know, it, it makes you feel good that you're part of why that's happening. Obviously, it starts at the top, but, you know, the top is who hires everyone below them. So as long as everybody's doing what they're supposed to, you know, we keep this club going the way we've been. It's it's awesome. And it doesn't even feel like a job at times. It's just like oh, not at all, family not at all. Gathering like yeah, it's a super a family. dysfunctional family. <laughs> uh, that and uh, I mean, obviously, you do things that are job like or whatever. Like I said chores or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's just it's fun to um, to be a part of bringing that laughter to people. To be a part of that whole thing because it is such a such a I guess a cure for all things. Laugh, and I mean, I don't know and... any other place that I'd ever worked that would let me wear a dick in a box costume. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I mean, that was a good costume. I mean, no, nowhere else. That, that would have been a trip to HR for sure. And I don't know any other jobs where I can make out with the customers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sh- I, good I'm, point. I'm pretty sure that was frowned upon, but uh, good job, dude. Good fucking job, buddy. No, Brian said if she wanted to fuck me, he would let me go. <laughs> You gotta find her at the table. He has done. He said he's done that before. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, we'll have to ask. I'm gonna write this down. Yeah, we <laughs> this is a que- this is a bonus question. He won't know it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll definitely have to get Brian on. Ah, <laughs> uh, where do we want to go? Do we want to start uh, talking about some news stories? I think uh, I found Got- that misconnection or whatever oh, on. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those uh, Craigslist like misconnections where like, you know, they'll meet somebody or they'll see somebody somewhere and then they'll just it'll just be like an anonymous post like I saw you in the library and uh, you looked beautiful. I'd like to take you out for coffee. I, I wish I would have talked to you there. And then I guess sometimes people connect that way. It's kind of strange to me. But uh, I'm old, so the internet's strange to me. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder, like, the success rate of those. You know, I wish there was a way you I know. could track that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it it has to work or people wouldn't do that. Or maybe people are just crazy and they just think it will work. But I found this one and I thought it was pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm going to read it. Because you you know how to read good. I can read good. And I'm probably going to fuck up one of the words because I always mispronounce something when I read. I, it has to happen. I know. That's why I like to let so you the, read. The, 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 the title of it is, You Farted in Kroger Yesterday. <laughs> this is out of Illinois. Which got my attention right away. Oh, I bet. It says, You were the tall brunette with the near-perfect body that farted in the bread section last night. I was the tall guy next to you that looked over and asked, Was that you? You, re- you quickly replied, No, it wasn't me. You seemed insulted that I would ask. As the stink grew, you continued to deny your flatulence, but it was evident. I tried to get rid of the stench by waving two loaves of ciabatta bread. You proceeded to storm off in a very angry manner. You are beautiful, and even if you are a liar and a fart, and you fart like a Clydesdale, I'd love to meet up. 
Is anybody else just hearing <laughs> Lionel Richie right now? Dude, I, I fucking, <laughs> I laughed so hard when he sent me that because I remember being on Craigslist and I was like in the wanted section. Just, you know, I'll go in there sometimes and see what people are looking for. Maybe I got something I can sell for a couple extra bucks. There was a guy who posted a wanted ad in there for a woman to fart in his face and he was going to pay them 20 bucks an hour or something like that to fart in his face. And I, I started sending it to chicks that I knew, like, hey, you looking for some extra money? <laughs> Hit this guy up. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's all kinds of kinks these days, especially with the internet. But this guy, I like the part where he did say that it's oh, that even though she's a liar, because she did lie about farting in front of him. And if uh, she farts is, like uh, a Clydesdale, dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that begs the question, um, if... There was a smoking hot chick in front of you, and she beefed one, and it was fu- it was terrible. Like, like one of those that like takes your breath away because you're gonna throw up because it just burnt your nose hairs. Would you still be interested in that woman? I mean, I probably wouldn't care. <laughs> I honest, I I'm not ashamed to admit it. I wouldn't care because nah, I'm gonna wouldn't. return the favor at some point. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking make her regrets her decision to be with me at some point as well so with like a dutch oven or like why she's blowing you you just fucking fart oh it it could be anything okay but most likely it would be i just fart in a room and walk away and then watch her fucking start crying it's like somebody peeling onions and shit in there yeah i can be pretty foul (laughs) you oh yeah yeah i'm I'm still in (laughs) yeah I guess I would be too. I mean, at, at the very worst, you just rub a little Vicks vapor rub in your nose, and you won't smell it. I'm My thing is, I don't think I would never find a fart sexy. It's just funny to me. Like, oh yeah, I, just la- I like I just laugh. Like no matter what, anyone farts, I'm laughing. Like I mean, I'm not farting while she's blowing me. That's rude. <laughs> I mean, Sky. What if that's her turn on? If she tells me to, fine, but. <laughs> Oh, she likes that stink just rolling oh. up out of your butt crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're sitting down so it like rolls up through. You get that little tickle on your balls on the way out. <laughs> oh. I, mean, I work 10-hour days by a grill. I mean, there's enough <laughs> seasoning down there as it is. <laughs> Touche. Wait, don't. You had some disgusting. Do you, ask Ty your question that you had the other day, your hypothetical. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot if I was going to ask you, you this. Just. I can't, okay. even, I can't so, even believe I'm promoting you asking this This question. is a hypothetical would you rather, okay? So, your dad, who we all know, which is unfortunate for this <laughs> joke. Episode four. <laughs> your dad has a dick of his, has an inch of his dick in your ass, but you have an inch of your dick in your mom. Do you move forward or back up to get out? What the fuck? Yeah, dude, there's no, dude, don't there's no answer, good answer. Don't answer it. No, and say no. Just gonna, say no. no. I was going to have my mom listen to this because I'm doing something, mom. (laughs) Well, uh, we're sorry, but. uh... (laughs) I think it took a turn with the hot chick farting, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I told her I was doing a podcast today and she's, all right, let me know when it's up. And now I'm going to be like, oh, I didn't get to do it. (laughs) Well, he didn't even answer it. He said no. So take that, mom. Yeah. He's a good right? son. Right? <laughs> He's just going to endure. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and uh, I asked these guys. We were well, we were playing Warzone one night, and I asked all these guys on the in the group chat. I was like, what would you rather do? 
I got uh, mad immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is an absurd question. I don't think anybody answered, though. No, because you can't. You can't yeah, answer you can't that. Answer There's answer no that right question. answer. N- yeah. Whoever thought of this question is a fucking asshole. <laughs> But a genius at the same time. Probably the same person that enjoys getting farted on for 20 bucks. (laughs) Very likely. (laughs) All right. Is it time for some news here? Yeah, let's do some news. Give me some fucking news. We got some news music back this week. Animal news, animal news. It's going to be animal news this week. Animal news. (laughs) This is like totally... uh, like breaking news like breaking news internet enabled male chastity cage can be remotely locked by hackers <laughs> this isn't about animals at all <laughs> this is an animal this animal that puts this chastity cage on his cock so th- this is one that i found as soon as my mouse will show up but uh you can find it just google search it so there's this male ca- male chastity cage called the cellmate dude this this literally uh for the listeners out there this look literally looks like uh one of those things you would put your spare key in and like hide it under your gutter yeah that's exactly what (laughs) it looks looks like like. it's got a hole at the bottom so you can still pee through it (laughs) (laughs) and it's got like a hoop on the back that goes around your balls so you're totally caged in well the problem is is that it's controlled online Wait, so it like pushes your dick down, so your dick's like pointing down. Is that? Yeah, how it's, yeah, and yeah. Then it, and then, then that fucking like thing goes around your balls. The loop and then goes up, up under your balls. Yeah, what so, so that you can't take it off. But here's the problem: there is no manual override, and it doesn't have a physical key. And it has uh, what? Yeah, it, it takes like two AA batteries worth of power. So you have two issues here: one. If the batteries die, it's just not coming off until you cut it off. But two, in uh, penetration testing, they found that they were able to control it remotely and totally lock out whoever had control of it and permanently lock you in that cage until you had it cut off. (laughs) What the fuck? Can you imagine getting cock blocked by, like, Jizzmaster69? This guy will never come again. Yeah. He's ruined. <laughs> I am the only jizz master. Dude, this is outrageous. Here, first of all, fucking don't do stuff to your dick. Like, don't do stuff to your cock. Second of all, don't put a cage on your cock ever. Don't mash your cock. Don't put your cock in a light socket. Don't have anything. someone with high heels dude, step on don't it. Stop <laughs> doing stuff to your cocks, dude. This but is it's not-, not. Here's the other thing, and I don't understand part of this, but, I mean, it's, it's happened before. Uh, they discovered... Uh, tons of flaws in internet-enabled sex toys. <laughs> so this one says uh, they've live-streamed footage from a dildo and taken control of a Bluetooth-enabled butt plug. What does the butt plug do that needs Bluetooth? Maybe vibrate. Vibrate, maybe? Vibrate. But that's plays the only music. thing. It plays music. plays music. <laughs> As you're walking around, you're just humming your own little tune. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no one else can hear this song, but I can. What Listen. if you had a phone with Bluetooth and you got connected accidentally to a butt plug? <laughs> You're trying to find the Bluetooth speaker. Why, why can't I hear Guns N' Roses? And you just see some chick and you silently hear, Welcome to the channel. <laughs> She's sitting a couple tables away from you at the restaurant. This is... 
Listen, I was raised on Terminator movies, dude. This shit is absurd that you would fucking put technology in chart. There's no physical key. It's all up to this computer or this Bluetooth fucking shit to unlock your cock or your nipples or whatever. Like, dude, fuck this, dude. Yeah, and and uh, this article doesn't say it, but I read it somewhere else, which is how I found this article, is that uh, it's such a strong locking mechanism that they had to use a reciprocating saw to cut it off of somebody. By your dick? <laughs> right next to your junk. Like, that's scary shit. So, I mean, I know there's dudes out there that want they want to be like... I th- we just I just saw this shit or maybe we played a video where like they want to be controlled by somebody you know that they're that's not physically there like the dominatrix type shit it's like I guess probably not a new thing but like someone on the internet they don't even see them in person but they control that person's life like oh fucking, yeah and they put these fucking cock cages on them where they can't do shit do that I know that you guys want to do that but don't just go with the old school cock cage. You don't have to have a Bluetooth in it. Has a key on it that you can just, you know, unlock if you need to. There's all kinds of middle age (laughs) cock cages, dude. Um, so here's, uh, speaking of cock, our second story, which is why I let him into this way. It's, uh, the, the headline on this is the best fighting cock kills police chief in Philippine raid. (laughs) I mean, they could have went with rooster, but they went with fighting cock. So I'm, I'm, well, Glad they did that. That's what it is. This looks, that cock looks like a uh, little red from Eastbound and Down, if you've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it looks like they're waterboarding it. I mean, it they does. got its mouth open and they're pouring water on it for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, take this bitch. Yeah. They're interrogating him after he killed the police chief. Did you kill the, poli- the police chief? <laughs> yes. This guy's the chief. He was the chief, he was the number one. And uh, he was taken out by a fighting cock. Is this a reason to start rioting again? (laughs) (laughs) It says a Philippine police officer was killed during a raid on an illegal cockfight after a rooster's blade severed his femoral artery. Yeah, so in cockfighting, they... they definitely, in certain circles, attach like razors to their fucking talons. I mean, roosters already have crazy talons as it is. Well, that can right. fuck you up. But yeah, they they enhance them quite a bit. And I guess it's like super popular in uh, the Philippines. It's like, but like, how huge. small was this police chief? Like, how did it like? <laughs> Like, how little was he? Like, how did he get killed by a goddamn rooster? Even if a rooster has razor blades on it, how do you not just? kick the rooster or like you know you're freaking out flailing your arms you fucking swat the rooster away like how are you getting killed by a fucking rooster? i don't know i mean cutting his femoral artery that dude bled out in like two or three minutes probably is that in your neck or your leg that's in your leg that's the, that's oh, the so main it, one it, that yeah, it might have just caught that's him. the biggest artery in the lower portion of your body i mean it's you bleed out like he was probably two three minutes and he was dead he's probably unconscious in like 40 seconds and he was dead before they even had time to do anything. Jesus Christ! What but a just the way f- to go. Yeah, just <laughs> just the fact that that's how he died. Like, imagine you know being that if he had a wife. Imagine being his wife getting that phone call. Your husband was killed by a cock. <laughs> was it black? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like imagine that the eulogy or something. It's you know this officer or lieutenant has put. 25 years. <laughs> <I did. 
Oh, I cannot, right there. I cannot believe it when it was first reported to me. This is my first time in my 25 years as a policeman that I lost a man due to a fighting cock spur. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd hear in a weird gay porno. <laughs> <laughs> that sentence, that two sentences is the greatest thing I've seen this year. Three people were arrested and two fighting cocks seized. Okay, at least they got the cock. <laughs> yeah, they were waterboarding Waterboarding that one? <laughs> interrogating him. Fucking what the But what's crazy is it's it's a banned event, but only because of COVID to prevent the spread with, you know, group oh, gatherings. Oh, yeah, Philippines. Oh, it's yeah, totally can, fine any other there. time. Yeah, it's it's nuts. You know that police chief also had COVID. When I read this, I, I uh, imagined a cock with, like, eyes painted on the head of the dick and <laughs> it holding, like, a knife. Just fucking come at me, bro. Yeah, that's what the headline reads like, so, yeah. Fucking do it again. <laughs> uh, so, more in the, you know, since we started with cocks and we had cock in the last one, uh, German regulators are trying to block porn sites to thwart horny teens. Hold on. This, there's only been one animal story. <laughs> oh, there's, there's two more coming up. Oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> current German law requires porn sites to restrict access to individuals 18 or older. Um, what changes that German authorities like the British before them have now dubbed it a good use of their time to actually pursue porn sites they think aren't doing enough to prevent under 18 browsing. Now, in this day and age... In my opinion, fucking let kids look at porn. I don't even give it like, let them like do whatever. Because when I was a kid, I remember sneaking around in my dad's room <laughs> trying to find his dirty magazine. Well, that's why I'm on the opposite of you is I say, fuck these kids, ban all the porn sites because I had to work for my porn. I had to work. <laughs> I had to work for my orgasms. I had to fucking sometimes look at a Victoria's Secret catalog that came the in the Sears underwear here. section. I, I remember those. Now, Ty, you're a times. younger man, so you might have only had been jerking off on the internet, dude. How easy for you, dude. Yeah, How easy watching, for you. I was watching porn on the drive over here. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. This sounds well, it's, like you know, a, like my grandpa was like, I walked to school in four feet of snow or whatever, even though he lived in Alabama. I fucking hunted for porn for weeks before I got to see a fucking one nipple, you sons of bitches. <laughs> this sounds like a country that needs some good old cocklock hackers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a ton of cock cages in Germany. And wait, isn't Germany where they like, they love it when people shit on each other and stuff? Like, is aren't they real aggressive? with their porn so I'm, like what are they talking about banning this shit i'm pretty sure they're they're very aggressive in their <laughs> porn uh but they like butt stuff for sure basically they're just trying to like set up a verification service that you have to verify that you're old enough to look at it which oh well that makes i mean, I mean sure they do that here <laughs> are right. you 18 right hey, all you have to do is click yes i mean <laughs> so that just answered my question about germany is yeah they are real crazy about, about porn if they don't even have if you're Asking if you're 18 or not. Fuck, I got the hiccups, man. The first Aww. sentence of this article bothered me. It says, porn won the porn war. <laughs> in the like, UK. Who else was in that war? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a sexy war to me. Oh, God. <laughs> Probably doesn't smell the best, though. <laughs> it smells Germany terrible. Germany and their wars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they've got some experience. <laughs> what do we uh, got here? This is some Canadian news. $150 million worth of illegal cannabis, weapons, and three kangaroos. You read it right that time. Seized by York police. <laughs> yeah, I put the little pause in there. 
Um, uh, Scott was reading it without a comma, so it sounded like the weapons were made of cannabis. Which uh, would be interesting. In, in the pre-show. <laughs> I mean, it would be. It got my attention um, way more than this shit. <laughs> they arrested 37 people, 67 charges were laid following 15 searches uh, for an interior and exterior cannabis grow operation. Were the kangaroos guarding the cannabis? That's, Is that <laughs> they had zebras too? It says around twenty nine thousand plants and four thousand pounds of harvested cannabis were seized, which had a street value of one hundred fifty million. Multiple weapons, including seven guns, two crossbows, and a conducted energy weapon. What the fuck? I don't even know what the who fuck are that these? Is. Who are these? Weed they found dealers? multiple exotic animals. The animals included three kangaroos and two zebra. Is this one of Joe Exotics guys that moved to Australia? <laughs> Oh, this is in Canada. Oh, I thought this was in Australia. Well, it says, yeah, it said it was in Canada. Um, Maybe the kangaroos is why I thought that. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I don't know why. Well, isn't it legal to grow fucking weed in Canada or to have weed? Maybe they just didn't have the permits. That's a lot of plants Uh, in this picture. It says in a press release, the illegal production of illicit cannabis is a growing problem in the York region, and our citizens regularly call to report these large scale indoor and outdoor grow operations. Basically, they're exploiting the Health Canada medical license system, which is generating profits. So it sounds like what they're doing is they're growing it and then underselling it on the black market, cheaper than what Canada's right, growing. Right, 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 right. And so that's why it's illegal. Well, it doesn't explain why they had guard kangaroos and guard <laughs> guard kangaroos, guard kangaroos, and then the I I would be built would be willing to bet that the uh, zebras were getaway zebras. <laughs> ride, ride them off into the Fucking sunset. Fucking hop on there and take off. Do you just like walk by that place and go, oh, they got kangaroos. They're not doing anything illegal. Yeah. <laughs> there's kangaroos in Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is this is perfectly normal. Oh, look, there's a couple zebra. Oh, look, that kangaroo has a fucking spiked collar on. <laughs> that zebra uh, has a teardrop tattoo. <laughs> and then... And then Davis's uh, oh, yeah, more story animals. he found were uh, gay male penguins steal lesbian couples' <laughs> eggs at a Dutch zoo. It says the gay male African penguins who made headlines last year when they stole an egg from a heterosexual couple have now stolen a lesbian duo's nest. Oh, they did it twice. They are... Uh, First of all, how do you determine... <laughs> The gay penguins strike again. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first sentence. Yes, that is definitely the first sentence. Which is pretty fucked up because uh, they're making these two guys being the villains out of it, which is fucking sexist because uh, why? First of all, how did these two lesbians get an egg? That's what... They had to steal their egg like or, you know, they used a dude or something. Oh, or... they're unfertilized. That's what it oh. is. Oh. <clears throat> Well, yeah, so these dudes are trying to fertilize an egg. Yeah, uh, and and since they stole it from a lesbian penguin couple, the egg won't hatch because it's unfertilized. And in November of last year, they took an egg from a straight couple who let their guard down. The egg failed to bear a child, and the gay couple have yet to raise a chick together. I mean, I think they're okay with that. They don't like chicks. Yeah, oh. yeah. I wonder how the lesbian penguins fuck. Is that uh, a, a scissor situation, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Penguin scissoring. <laughs> I think if we learned anything from South Park, it's that two gay couples can take care of an egg. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is true. This is true. I did learn that from South Park. Uh, 
But basically, it says, you know, they don't know if the same-sex behavior in the penguins is common. Oh, they common. nabbed... It says here they nabbed a chick before, not just an egg. They yeah. took... They stole a baby. This you was this was from another another gay penguin duo uh, at the Denmark Zoo. They kidnapped a chick two years ago while its mother was swimming. Jesus. And they had to return it to the mother later after she came looking for it. Has anyone ever thought that maybe these two guys are fucking sex trafficking fucking pedophiles, dude? <laughs> sex trafficking penguins? Fucking these two guys. I I don't know. This is this is crazy to me. Well, and they say that they think the same sex uh, relationships and penguins happen because they all look the same. So, and they they mate like they're they they are monogamous to like one other penguin. Right, so right, like right. When they find a mate, that's who they're with. It doesn't, and so they think that that's what happens. I think I've is, heard that before. The only other um, like uh, animal besides humans that's like monogamous or whatever is a fucking penguin. Yeah. Like they stick together and they. Uh, I think some cool guy told me that when he was trying to fuck a bunch of chicks or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture these penguins like going away with the egg, like the penguins from Madagascar, just smiling away. <laughs> yeah, smiling away. Smiling, cute <laughs> um, yeah, and then they have this like nice little touching thing at the end that says, after all, being a part of a pair and raising a chick is just deeply ingrained in being a penguin. Well, Which yeah. I get that instinctual thing. The thing that's weird to me is uh, just because you don't see this a lot in nature, I don't feel like, the, or it's not talked about. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the outing of the gay community in nature. Is like <laughs> I've never heard anyone say, like, oh, there's a gay two gay lions that stole a cub from those lions. Yeah, I've never heard that. <laughs> that these two lion, male lions are fucking each other, you know? So I don't, I mean, I'm sure it goes on, but that's that's crazy to me that, like, that's um the two penguins being gay and apparently it's not because they look the same so all a lot of penguins are gay but to me like two penguins being gay is like outside of the norm so it's it's weird that they still have that instinctual thing to me that's normal to like raise a fucking baby or whatever even though they're two male penguins yeah. But also, I'm not a zoologist, so you can go, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> so that was uh, that were the goofy news stories that we uh, found. Well, all right. Well, let's uh, get to the real business here. Yeah. Is is it okay if the guest asks a question? Yo, no, yeah, sure. no, for sure. We welcome that for sure. No, I've just been <laughs> curious. Um, where'd you get the baguette from? Oh my god, <laughs> these guys have been fucking. Hard. Hold on, let's like, explain this for a minute. <laughs> so. <laughs> There's this conspiracy in the kitchen at the Funny Bone that I brought a baguette in. and uh, It's not a conspiracy if you brought the baguette. The baguette was there. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but I didn't bring it. Oh, And really? every day... This is news to me. Yeah, every day I get asked, why'd you bring the baguette, Scott? <laughs> so we've been open two weeks. Second week, uh, one of our good customers, uh, he, I'm not going to say his name or whatever, but he bought us pizza he comes there all the time super awesome dude bought us pizza um happy about that but in the pizza there was a huge i i would say i don't know how big a regular baguette is but this baguette was an extra large baguette it was like a three foot long baguette (laughs) yeah and i was told that scott brought this baguette in this is news to me that you did not bring this baguette in i show up and i'm eating pizza and you know talking to everybody and uh 
it was, uh, I've been helping out behind the bar because the bar was short a person. And so I go into the kitchen and immediately, Scott, why'd you bring the baguette? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you? T-? I didn't even know there was a baguette yet. Like, rumors. what are you talking about? And then there's a piece of it like in the kitchen and like oh, a, a so little basket. Big. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what, what is this for? Like, did they, did they bring this? Like, did, did they bring this when they brought the food or what, what is this? And then it just started. It spiraled. I mean, it was on the message of the day on the, there's a, a whiteboard that hangs up on the kitchen entrance door. And it was like, you know, it's since been ripped down because I think this, there was a rift in the kitchen because no one knew how you could fucking, it, how, why you brought this in. It said, and now it's Scott, gone. Why did you bring the baguette? And then it was signed by God. And then underneath it, it said, find out on the next episode of door guys podcast. And we totally skipped over it on the Halloween episode, but now, yeah, I was asked I'm, about it um, on Friday night at work this week because we didn't talk about it last week. I was asked again why you brought, and I was like, "Oh shit!" They're like, "Hey, Davis, why did uh, Scott bring that bag in?" And I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot to ask him. I don't really know." <laughs> and literally this whole time, I feel I, I feel like you're lying right now. I feel like That's, you brought the bag in, uh, and may, you're fucking lying. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> I feel like it's a huge conspiracy for me to admit that I brought a baguette that so, I didn't have. Man. Come on, just say why you brought. They the asked me baguette. how much I paid for it. I said I didn't pay for it, and then I was a baguette bandit. Just say how why you brought it in. Dude. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Just fucking tell I us. I know it's dude. never. It's just never gonna end. Every just time. Fucking tell us, dude. At least it's, you brought a baguette. It's not. Hey, you're the guy who made out with a drunk chick. On the patio. <laughs> oh no, I know. You but, brought in free food. But I here's just, the thing: yours is, is you, still cooler, dude. You, you actually made out with a chick on the patio. I didn't bring a baguette. <laughs> but I'll I'll take the abuse, and maybe I will. Maybe I'll just bring one in one day and leave it in the kitchen. I'll get there early. And just lay it out, and they'd be like, "God damn it!" Well, it's just weird because it didn't it didn't fit. You know, it was pizza, 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 maybe some garlic bread, and then a long baguette. That like, there's no sandwich meat, or like, there's what are you gonna? I have my suspicions. I have my suspicions on who brought it in. Who brought it? uh, I'm doing my detective work, (laughs) and uh, I'll reveal my uh, my hypothesis eventually. We also just love fucking with the door guys. Yeah, like, (laughs) uh, well, last weekend, no, no. It was uh, Friday night. I ordered. Uh, <laughs> I went to the kitchen. I was like, "Look, it's late. I know you guys are about to close down the kitchen. I haven't eaten all day." And uh, they were doing like their ten on food, which you know they they give you a ten minute warning. We're gonna close down the kitchen. So I said, "Hey Brian, can you make me a chicken quesadilla and just have somebody run it out to the bar?" And so they made it for me, and it had two cups of sour cream with it. And I was like, "That's kind of weird." And then everybody kept asking me, "Hey, did you did you like your sour cream?" I'm like, "No, I didn't. I don't I don't personally I don't eat sour cream." <laughs> I was also told about this. But I, I like their style. What they did was is they filled one of the cups up with whipped cream and then put a little sour cream on top, <laughs> hoping that I would get that one first. But uh luckily I don't eat sour cream, so <laughs> good move. Yeah, now I got to find something to do back to those guys cuz I think I know who did that too. My, but my again, favorite hypothesis thing. will be released. Oh, you got you. You think there's a evidence. guy out to get you? Oh, in there's the there's a conspiracy. There's definitely a conspiracy. <laughs> My favorite thing is what uh, I did to you. It was your second time doing sound, um, and th- as a sound guy, you know when you're getting the crowd ready to go, you do the whole. Are you guys ready to have a good time tonight? And then you always do it a second time, right? His second time on sound, he does, you guys ready to have a good time? And me and one of the other kitchen guys, we just scream at the top of our lungs. It's a room full of like 50 people, but we just scream. You can only hear these two. (laughs) And on the mic, he just goes, uh, 
All right, well, get ready for your opener. <laughs> well, you guys, I, I believe that you said my name when you screamed also. Yes, so did. I was like, so when I'm in the sound booth, there's like a little window cut out, and I can't really see what's going on. I could kind of hear what's going on out there, but like even like I step out of the sound booth to, to check if the mic level's right because you can't hear everything like – it like same. funnels the sound in, so exactly. it sounds quieter. And than so it is. while I'm doing this, they scream and they say something with my name, and then I'm like, I didn't, because I saw everyone that sat, because like you said, it, there wasn't very many people there, and I'm like, who the fuck here knows my fucking name? Because it didn't sound like their voices. <laughs> so I'm like starting to fucking, I'm a nervous guy anyway, so I'm like getting nervous back there, like, who the fuck's here that fucking knows me that's screaming out? Because one of the things is like, uh. You know, you have family or whatever that wants to come. You get friends tickets or whatever. But one of the things I'm always nervous about is, like, if I have someone come, I, I tell them, you know, like, this is where I fucking work. Be cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't work here. Like, you're not, like, don't. Like, I know you've heard, like, heard me maybe talk about us being crazy or whatever. But, like, that's not how it goes now. You're a customer. Like, don't be crazy. Like, I don't want to have to kick you out. So my immediate thought's like, oh, shit. Someone's here that knows me that came late, and they're fucking hammered. And they're going to be acting crazy. And then I'm going to have to fucking be embarrassed about kicking them out and everyone hating me at the club because fucking I brought people that suck. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just these guys from the kitchen faking me out. <laughs> the old uh, the old fake out, dude. That, that's that's good. That's that's fucking awesome. <laughs> we like to uh, have fun out there. <laughs> <laughs> so now we uh, now we can get you have any more questions. I'm good. OK, that was the only one. That was the only one. Just the baguette. <laughs> it's a very important question. And yeah. there's still no answer. There is still no no There's definitive no answer. answer. Like I said, it's a conspiracy against I'm my, you. I'm against gonna, you. I'm gonna get my tinfoil hat out this weekend, dude. This the, upcoming weekend, there might be a show coming up where there's a trial on here about this fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. baguette. Dude. There is definitely a conspiracy. There's definitely I don't know if I a believe mastermind, you. <laughs> and uh, I think I have it pegged out as who it is. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk after the show. I need to know this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a I've got a thing up on my wall at home with like you know all the pins and and wire leading to everything or you know the string leading to it so i i think i have uh i think i have my suspect but yeah i'm waiting <laughs> well all right let's get to uh ty's cheeto challenge let's see if he can uh beat nick who only has four uh, i mean we have uh our expert picks i uh i think you'll get seven uh, scott same seven Andres thinks six. Billy says three, but for real, probably five. <laughs> uh, Kay didn't make a pick this time. Daryl says seven, but he wouldn't be surprised if you got eight. So that'll put the over-under at five, dude. So for oh, you gambling cool. out there, you know, over-under is five. <laughs> yeah. I've, look, five is easily doable. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Nick realized that he didn't have to eat them. So <laughs> I think that's why he only got four. Yeah, he bailed pretty uh, early. He bailed pretty early. Catching a lot of heat about it. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's why we got the sad face next to it because. Uh, so, yeah, I got the uh, bag next to you if you need to spit them out when you're done. And I don't I did not pick out music this week. Uh, I didn't pick anything out, but I think I do have, you have something for the for his Cheeto challenge. Yeah, I, I, I think I can pull something up real quick. Get you the bag of Cheetos here. I'm excited. Don't be scared, dude. <laughs> I just got to connect. They're this. bigger than you think. The rules are is you got to stuff as many in your mouth as you can. Uh, sticking one halfway in counts, but if you break any of them, the challenge ends right there. That's what fucked me on my second one is I broke one and it ended. So 
you can stuff them in to where like maybe some of the last ones like half of it's sticking out they just can't be broken okay all right he's ready all right if you want to start uh announcing as he goes i'm gonna get this music fired up right now all right get video of this too i will announce he goes with one to the left side of the cheek <laughs> okay <laughs> he's got two is that three yep he's got three in there now two left side one right side he's going back to the right side this is a good strategy that's four looking comfortable he's got a lot of room in the middle it looks <laughs> yeah. like and the recording uh, five. The video started a little late so i apologize about that i was trying to get five. some music up here comes six right here, going right in the middle again for six. Ooh, that's where it gets tricky. You got the you overs. You're in the, you're in the money now if you got the overs. Here comes seven. Oh, oh. He's going left side deep in there. Oh, oh, seven. <laughs> he kind of covered the – there was an extra hole in the middle, but he kind of covered it. He's going to try this and is, sneak this one in. This is where it becomes the puzzle. From working in the kitchen, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's oh. tried this before. Oh, oh. I, I think, think someone's been practicing. That was number eight. That was eight. Ty's going to make a run at it. It, it looks like he's made he's a, a cock the- trap on his <laughs> mouth with the Cheetos laying across there. I don't know how he's going to stick this one in. Yeah, he's, he's, he's getting trying close. to maneuver, and I, I know that he's trying to tuck it right under there. that lip. Yeah. It's tough. There's not. Oh, oh, he's going left side. He might have room. He doesn't have room. <laughs> Might just be it's eight. He, uh, he's done. It's he eight. Tapped out at eight. <laughs> very good. Very good. That's, and that was uh, that was Daryl. Daryl was the closest. He said seven, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got eight for the tie. And Errol, uh, Errol, Errol. <laughs> Errol got eight too, man. He got it. <laughs> Sounds like that some was good. That was name. good. Uh, what's funny about that song? I don't know if you knew this, Scott, but I used to bring Ty up, <laughs> and his dad would do this too. Um, to Barbie girl. And one time I did it to dude looks like a lady and he, uh, <laughs> he stood on stage for about a minute before he started any jokes, just shaking his head, fucking <laughs> and laughing at me. And I was laughing at him from the back and then he made a joke about it. But, uh, as a young comedian, that's how I like to bring him up on stage at the funny bone is with the, the silly dude, songs. So that one of the things, you know, like we do when we do sound is we ask comedians, like, what song do you want to come up to? You know, because everybody has their different right. preferences, and I, I like them having control over it. And there's a local guy here uh, that everybody who works at the Funny Bone knows. Uh, his name's Chris Covey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the first time I worked for him, it was the first time I did sound for him, he comes up and he's like, I want you to play Jump. And the first thing I said was, you mean Chris Cross's Jump? <laughs> and he, he definitely did not mean Chris Cross. <laughs> but he had me do that song. And he put it in his bit because I, I bring him out to that. And he was like, you know, he's like, I told him to play jump, but I didn't Which specify. If you saw him, he, uh, his, his uh, normal human job is a lawyer. Is a lawyer. <laughs> he's a middle-aged white guy. Like, he would yeah. not. Uh, I mean, he is from the era that crisscross. I mean, that is a good. I was going to say you're an I idiot, mean, but. <laughs> I mean. I apologize. It could work. <laughs> you know, I don't know his life. And I didn't know him at that time. So. He's wearing his clothes backwards at home all the time. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so stuff like that. I love doing stuff like that. When somebody gives me the choice to pick their music, I go for oh yeah, outrageous oh, yeah. songs. Uh, well, he didn't have a choice. He probably oh, no, he could have no. given me any song, and you would have still played that. <laughs> yeah, it's out of love. <laughs> I think the one time you did, I just said, thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the episode. All right. Well, All right. thanks Thank- for coming out, Ty. Yeah, yeah definitely. Thanks for, thanks for coming out. Definitely and, uh, have you again. And uh, it. You, have any, you have any shows or anything coming up that you want to at all that you want to fucking plug well, while I, you're on here? I am opening a Clash of Comics at the Funny Bone. Um, I thought it was going to be November 12th, but I haven't seen any new confirmation on it. But I'll be at the Funny Bone sometime soon doing a Clash. You should come and check that out. Awesome. And uh, everybody out there, we're still Door Guys. Uh, door Guys Pod at Yahoo.com. Door Guys Pod at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, just like, tell share, your friends, tell your friends, uh, we're going for that exposure. So, uh, we're going to whore all the uh, social media out right now. Let's <laughs> try to keep getting those new listeners. Thanks for everyone that keeps listening though. Yeah, definitely. And, and we do appreciate it because we're starting to grow a following and it's been nice. Hell so. yeah. All right. Well, uh, got some music to bring us out to, and we will talk to you guys next week. See ya later. Party. I'm a party.